All right, here we are on the 3 a.m. Coney. We are back for another week. We had our bye week with the yeah. Bengals, taking a nice little, uh, nice little breather there. And now we are back to uh, beat the Steelers this week. I don't like saying that. <laughs> well, so you I really wanna, don't. You want to really start don't. You us see these smiles, here. Bengals fans? I say, get them out. Have a good week. Have a positive week. Be hopeful. I'll always be hopeful. But like you know, this has been a decades long for most of our listeners exercise, Matt, of like controlling your not. Not letting the Steelers' most likely eventual win over the Cincinnati Bengals ruin your entire life. Because all of us people that have worn these colors in the stands in Paul Brown Stadium, we've had to we've had to experience so much crap over the years that I think it's really important not to get too high in Steelers week because the game means so much that if we don't control our emotions, it can really it can wreck us and can it can be pretty harmful. I mean with the Steelers still undefeated and the Bengals coming off of that big win and then going off of the bye, I don't think it's too much to ask that the Bengals win by 30. But, <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. you had, you had what? You, you wanted to start off in, in, in kind of negative yeah. land talking about the, the rivalry between um, the Steelers and the Bengals and then end with more of kind of that hope. Um, so well, you have is, you have three of the most painful moments yes. here that you want to talk about. Yes, I, I, there are like a thousand painful moments, mm. but you know, the three I sat, I said, okay, three things you think about Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh man, that sucks. I, th- there was one I was going to put, but it was kind of almost a good memory. It was when I was in Heinz Field, and the Bengals were down heading into the third quarter. They play Renegade. The place loses its mind. I'm the only Bengals fan. I'm like, oh my God, but it was actually pretty cool. So. You know, I'm not going to put that on there. Um, it's important to recognize these, Matt. It's important to understand. Yep. I call it recognizing the sins, absolving yourself of the sins. Just what what type of you know? I'm going to use the word. I'm going to use the word, Matt. I, I try to keep it clean on this show, but the type of shit we go through as Cincinnati Eagles fans against that team, it's literally like a childhood bully. No other person, entity, thing, object has ever caused me as much pain as the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. And yeah. that's important. And these three painful memories, everybody's going to know them. Number one, it's a specific camera shot of Jeremy Hill's fumble when they were doing it. The end zone, and it's the first time you see that the balls pop out, and you're just like, oh my God. Because the rest of the game, I honestly don't remember in the moment. I watched the highlights. But I did not think when Jeremy Hill fumbled and Ben Roethlisberger came out with a drugged up shoulder, it was over in my yeah. eyes. Uh, this, the second one was, and this was really sad. My dad had was a Bengals fan throughout the 90s. He had this old reversible coat he loved where when the leather side was out, the Bengals were, ba- were good. And when the other side was out, the white side, the Bengals were bad. And I remember 05, the first year I'd ever seen him wear the coat the other way. And he wore it all year, and he was so excited. And he sat down, we're ready for the game, getting ready to watch against the Steelers. And first play, my dad gets up, goes to bed. He calls it. And he's never watched Bengals football the same, really. He's never really worn that. He likes it, but that was the last time he ever emotionally tied himself um, to the team. And then the other one was Andy breaking his thumb against 
with against Stefan Tuitt's knee. Mm, I think yeah. that one was rough. So they all came in years that I thought the Bengals had put together a Super Bowl roster with a Super Bowl caliber potentially quarterback. At, at least that's how they were playing at the time. And those moments kind of ended those seasons. So that's the list uh, in terms of painful moments. I, I'm sure those are the same three-ish for everybody, man. I, yeah, maybe I a mean, punt return from San Antonio Holmes back in 08 or something, but those three are pretty pretty common. Yeah, I think that's part of why, as Bengals fans, we hate the Steelers so much. Because if you're thinking Bengals heartbreak or just things that ended Bengals hopeful, like we could win a playoff game, we could go to the Super Bowl seasons... A lot of times that heartbreak and the Steelers are right there, coinciding back and forth. The Steelers are there to help with the Bengals' misery and heartbreak. Yeah, it's, oh man, there's just so consistently. I mean, so consistently. But it's important. It's important to do these things, Cincinnati Bengals fans. It's important to, as a fan, admit right now, admit the Pittsburgh Steelers organization is one of the top three organizations in North American sports. Admit that right now, off the top. Doesn't matter how you feel about them or whether you're negative or positive or you think they're dirty or cheaters or you hate their stadium. You have to admit, this is one of the three best organizations in North American sports. You have to admit that they do everything from, I've been to both stadiums, they do everything better there too. They're just a better organization. That's okay. That's okay. Then you have Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing season. A much better coach. And then they had Bill Cowher before that and Chuck Noll before that. They are an incredible organization. Yeah. In fact, I, like, objectively, as a sports broadcaster, so when I go on sports shows and I don't have Bengals stuff behind me, I will say the Steelers are the, I respect the Steelers more than any organization in North American sports, period, period. I think they do it better than everybody else. There's consistency, stability. It's in a smallish market, and they're still able to have that success. Yeah, they're the Steelers. They're just just respect them. Off the top, respect them, hate them, but respect them. Otherwise, you will be embarrassing yourself and from your friends and family every time you argue on Twitter that the Steelers are no good. So, that's that's my main point with the negativity. I do have I mean, positive Ste- moments though, man. Steelers fans, on the other hand, we can talk all day no, about how terrible yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get that. But the organization, yeah, you know, is what it is. My positive moments, though. I did come up with another one just now. Matt and I were talking before the show, and he was like, all right, your positive moments? And I was like, <laughs> give uh, me three. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give me three. <laughs> my, my favorite one, and it's the one that always pops right into my head, was 2009, the first Steelers game of the year, and Brian Leonard catches a ball in the flat on fourth down on the game-winning drive. He's falling. He's a yard short. No way he's going to get there. And Brian Leonard turns that arm into a leg like an Autobot <laughs> and pushes himself forward and reaches for the first down. And then the Bengals score a touchdown on that on that the next three plays, I think, and win the game. Yeah. And they swept the Steelers that year. It was amazing. Um, there was a pick six in that game that was awesome. But another one of the great moments, I was in the Philadelphia International Airport. I was getting ready to travel overseas and I was watching the Bengal Steelers game in 2012 when they clinched the first ever back-to-back playoff appearances yeah. in team history. That was a great moment, too. I was listening on the radio on the plane. They're getting ready to tell everybody to turn everything off. I'm like, just win the game. Before my eight-hour flight, let me know 
we're in the that playoffs. That would have been torture to not know right? the outcome Don't of that game. Don't send this thing into overtime with me <laughs> on this flight. Like, do not, because I will go Eight hours the, just, somebody, we don't have Wi-Fi on this plane. I, I'd go up to the cockpit. I mean, good thing I knew my mom was a flight attendant, so I knew okay. some, some people on the flight. So they'd have been able to let me know-ish, I think. <laughs> I don't know. But whatever. You would have tried that for that, that entire eight hours. <laughs> I'd have been I'd have been going up to the cabin door at the cockpit and be like, "Hey, fellas, I know you got internet up there. Yeah, can you report Who back? Who won the Bengals Steeler? Just tell me." <laughs> like, but they won that game, and I was all happy in my seat, and it was a great flight. Still, my favorite flight. Mm. Um, was lucky enough to get bumped to first class too. So it was just wow. Look at that. It's a classic, classic day. It's the best this rivalry's ever gotten for the me. last time that you were happy in, during a Bengals Steelers game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But it, whew. all right, off our chest, negative moments, positive moments. Now it's like we can center up now, Matt. We can center on the here and now. We can center on this weekend and the future of this rivalry instead of the past. But I think we need to look back before we look forward. Yeah, and I think that's that's smart. If we are, <laughs> we're, it's going to mean more. If the, if the Bengals eventually start to turn around and, and we start sweeping the Steelers again, which I don't know how long it's been. It's been years. For Since 2009. Sure. Since 2009? Yep. Wow. Okay, over a decade since the Bengals have haven't swept the beat, Steelers. We haven't beaten the Steelers, Matt, since before Andy broke his thumb on Stefan Tua. 2015, the first game is the last time the Bengals beat the Steelers. All 10 right. Straight victories for Pittsburgh. so we're we're due for one. So it's not anything about the you know the Steelers being better than the Bengals this year or you know Joe Burrow and ha- having to do too much. We're just you know law of statistics. We're accidentally due for one. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing: we as Cincinnati Bengals fans should rightly be, and if you're not, I think you're clinically insane, terrified of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are like an eighth grader. That is beating the heck out of us, a fifth grader mm. who brings way too much lunch money every day, okay? They're picking us up. They're shaking us out. They throw us against the pole. We have no recourse. Haven't for years. And we, when we don't get beat up by them, it's because we're lucky. It's not because we're a good fighter. Yeah. It's because this happens or that or Ben's hurt or there's chaos or there's seven and not, or they're eight and eight. Like, it's not actually us standing up and, and, and stepping in. The Bengals organization should justly be terrified of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That shouldn't stop them from their goals, but they should be terrified because it's happened so often. The problem is, Matt, as Napoleon Bonaparte once said, a great leader is a dealer in hope. A great leader is a dealer in hope. Mm. And the very reason why, even though there are three fantastic quarterbacks out of this class, it will be the best since 2004. And I'd make the argument it's going to end up being the best quarterback class since 1983 with Elway, Dan Marino, and Jim Kelly. I think that's the class we're looking at here with Tua, Herbert, and Burrow. But despite all the reasons we've talked about, the number one reason, the number one reason why Joe Burrow was the pick over Herbert, why Joe Burrow was the pick over the Tua, was because of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because no matter how terrified this fan base is, no matter the tension he'll feel in the stadium when there's fans, no matter the tension the organization will have when playing this Pittsburgh team, it will not, should not, and does not matter to Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's why you get this guy. Because he is not scared of anybody ever. 
ever, will never be. Never scared of a moment, never scared of a time, never scared of a crowd, never scared of a player, never scared of a team. Has never been, never will be, okay? That's why you get Joe Burrow, so that he can be a leader and deal that hope out to the organization and go, hey guys, I know they've been beating you up, but you ain't ever had me before. Yeah. And I ain't never been here yet. So this is a new Bengals. This is a new day, as they would say. This is a new thing. That's it's a new rivalry. And the Steelers will go back to beating the Bengals to death whenever Joe Burrow isn't our quarterback anymore. But the reason why I was super excited for Joe Burrow is I believe that this kid will find a way to beat the Steelers over 50% of the time for his career in Cincinnati. That's all you need. You don't need to sweep them. You yep. just need to beat them 51% of the time. If the Bengals had done that in the Marvin Lewis era, they would have three more playoff appearances and two playoff wins. The Steelers are literally the difference right. be- between the Bengals being an elite organization. So this is it. This is the guy. This is the time. This is the leader. He deals the hope. You should be terrified as a fan, but you should know that our guy ain't that's what makes it this uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. We are in. Joe Burrow is our new hope to take down <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like I depressed you with that. We'd be in three extra playoffs and two playoffs. Yeah. That. Well, so you, you think about them separately. If you start putting that together, like, I mean, Steelers fans don't even consider the steelers Bengals rivalry a rivalry anymore. They just go, oh, I wonder how much we're going to beat them by this time. And yeah. the Bengals fans just go, please just don't get embarrassed or maybe squeak out a win accidentally. So it's. I'd love for it to get back to a rivalry, back to a back and forth without any of the dirty shit. But moving on. Yeah, I mean, it's just, if you go back and look at seasons, and I implore fans to do this, you'll see every time they play the Steelers, it's like a point in the season where if they had won that game, yeah, it's all different. It's so different. Yep. You can attribute Momentum three playoff Momentum going through the entire season, yep. I can make an argument you could attribute six playoff appearances. That's a tougher argument. Stop. But stop it. I'm, we're I moving on. Bengals versus <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> moving on. We had, what do we do? Two weeks ago, before the bye, Bengals were five and a half point underdogs. Total was set at 53 and a half. You took the Titans and the over. I took the Bengals and the over. Bengals won outright. But the under hit. So you went 0 2. I went 1 1. <laughs> I mean, hey man. You, you were predicting a, a Titans win and, and them basically bl- not keeping it within a one score. And the opposite happened. And the defense was able to keep the Titans at what? 10 points? What was that? Yeah, ridiculous. A 20. 20 yeah, points. Yeah. They, they, Ridiculous. 11 point difference. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was really, I was really satisfied and impressed with the Bengals performance against Tennessee. Obviously. Um, I, we did a couple audio. You can hear my direct thoughts after. Yep. And it mainly was, it's just a culture change thing, right? How many Bengals teams put their head down and just go four and 12 this year because it's over. Joe Burrow brings that culture change. Everybody has hope. And we've read a bunch of quotes this past two weeks about exactly that. I mean, I've heard the words hope he inspires hope he is a leader that makes everybody hopeful. Hope, 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 hope. So that's what happened in the Titans game. It proved to me that Joe Burrow can change a culture in the NFL. That's what it proved to me. And that is so important because that was the question I didn't have the answer to. I believed it. 
I believed it with all my soul. And I told everybody on every show I went on and I said all preseason here that I believe Joe Burrow will change the culture. But I didn't know because you don't know. Are we that messed up, right? That bad of a... Yeah, you, you still put everything on his back and can he can he still handle it? Yeah, and he can. He'll, yeah, he he'll can. be able to handle it. Is he a Super Bowl guy now? No. But will he be? Definitely. Will the team be ready to win Super Bowls around him? That's up to Cincinnati. But we knew that Titans game, I saw all I needed to see from Joe Burrow. He is exactly yeah. the guy I thought he was coming out of college. He is the best quarterback in this draft class. I don't give a rat about Justin Herbert's Justin 117 Herbert. passer rating. Mm. He's great. I love Herbert. And I think, you know, I just think long-term, I got Joe. You take Herbert and Tua. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to pick against the Bengals again this week. I'll tell you a guarantee. I don't, I don't care what the spread is. Um, I saw Six it and a half. earlier in the week. Yeah. I think it started it started uh, closer to eight and a half, and now it's six and a half with uh, Roethlisberger being maybe whatever. Um, Bengals plus six and a half over under set at 45.5. I'm going to go 27-17 Pittsburgh final. And this is how it's going to play out. It's going to be 2017. Steelers have controlled, but Ben hasn't been able to put the game away. The running game hasn't been able to put the game away for Pittsburgh. And Joe starts to figure out the Steelers' defense. They go down the field. TJ Watt blows up a play. We bring out Randy Bullock. He shanks it. Steelers on a short field go up 27-17. And then Joe on a final desperation drive probably throws a pick and and that's the game, and we lose 27-17. But it's respectable. Sweet. It's Looking respectable. forward to that. <laughs> I just that's, you said we were that. ending with hope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to I'm not yeah. going to go against all this is an eight this is the best Pittsburgh Steelers team through eight games ever. And we got a rookie. So th- here's the thing about the game, Matt. If you tell me that after the game, Joe Burrow will be talked about as MVP candidate, will win. But that's what's got to happen. Yeah. We are outmatched across the board other than quarterback, which has been the case every week. So is Joe going to play like an MVP? If he is, we'll win. If he won't, then we won't. And that's that's that's, that's the way this team is right now, especially against great teams. He has to play not like an MVP candidate. The dude's got to go out there and play like an MVP. Yeah. And that's unfair to ask from a rookie in his first season, in his first game against Pittsburgh, the <laughs> on the road, on yeah. the road. So I, I get they had a bye, but I, I just, I don't know. It's I, I'm not going to go out there and predict that this kid's supposed to be an MVP right now. That's not who he is right now. He's not an MVP in this league. Can he play like one? Hell yeah. Will he play like one against the best defense in the NFL? I, like, I don't know. I'm just not we'll comfortable predicting it. Yeah. I'm not comfortable putting my hopes on it. So I'll go 27-17. What is that? 34? Yeah, no. that is... Well, that's, that's 44. That's under. So that's, that's under in Pittsburgh. I You're like on that. Pittsburgh and under. I will yeah. go Bengals to lose but cover and over. What's your score? What's your Overall? Oh, my uh, score prediction. Um... I would say probably have the Steelers at 34, Bengals 28. 
34-28, yeah. I, are we going to score 28 against Pittsburgh? I, I'm yes. Not, it, it'll be, it'll be 30, 34 to... 34 to 14 or something and then we'll just get two at the in the fourth quarter just to keep it just to, just to pad Zach Taylor's one score record loss yeah loss <laughs> record <laughs> one score losing streak exactly well, got to keep the streak alive I think that's certainly possible with this Pittsburgh Steelers team that they score that many but I just don't think they will I think yeah I think the Bengals it's going to be a divisional game so it's going to be is hard-nosed, and that usually steals a few possessions, just got mm-hmm. hitting the crap out of each other, and, and there's a little bit of stalling, and they know each other so well. So there's a few possessions that usually stall out like that in divisional games. And then there's going to be a few possessions that Ben throws away, I think. Because I, I just don't – I think Ben is good. I think he is pushing Tier 2 out of all the quarterbacks, but I don't think he's great anymore. So I think yeah. that Ben – and even when Ben was great, he'd throw you a ball every once in a while. So I think the Bengals' defense is going to keep the Steelers' offense good, but not elite and 30-plus points. I think they keep it 20 to 30. It's, again, is, is Joe going to play like an MVP? So, I mean, that's that's your question, Bengals fans. If, if Joe Burrow plays like an MVP, we'll win the game. I, yeah. I think we'll win the game. But <laughs> that's so fair. It's unfair to ask Russell Wilson to play like an MVP against this Pittsburgh defense. That's unfair. It's unfair to ask Patrick Mahomes to do that. They have running games and special teams and compliments, and they figure out a way to win the game as a team. But the Bengals are this Sunday going to tell Joe Burrow, you have to be an MVP today. 300 yards, three touchdowns, 105 rating. you got to do that against the best defense of the league for us to win. And if he does do that, oh sweet baby Jesus, we're in for a ride, Matt. I I think he's ready. It'll it'll depend exactly on how much SpongeBob he watched during the bye week. <laughs> it will determine whether whether he is ready for this game. That brings the overall um counting in last week, 9 and 5 for me on the year, 5 and 9 for you on the year. Um Bengals and overs were hitting and now they are not as much. Uh, we'll see how that goes going into this week with the Steelers. We just need to keep it close. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's a low-scoring game, it just can't be can't be a blowout. Yeah, it, but it might be. And, and like, I, I'm just not going to be this. I, I refuse to make any judgments on this team other than positive ones on Monday. Right? This is a, ten, this is a dominant rivalry right now. This would be yeah. an outlier if we won this game. And I wanted to ask you, is this a playoff team if they win this game? Are the Bengals a playoff team if they win this game? So let me run this down, right? Because I think this is the most interesting thing. We are in the hunt. (laughs) I saw that graphic. We are are. technically still in the hunt. Because people have looked at this and go, okay. If we look at the season, you take out the first two games, debut and short week for a rookie and a team with a lot of rookies. T. Higgins wasn't really a thing on this team. To take out those two. Could have won, though, both of those. Here's the schedule, right? Lead late against Philly, probably should have won. Beat Jaguars, easy. Should have done that. Ravens blew you out, but they've blown out a few teams. Had the Colts dead to rights, couldn't win. Had the Mm. Browns dead to rights, couldn't win. Beat the Titans' ass up and down the field 60 minutes, right? Whole game. Beat up the Titans. If they beat the Steelers... In the four o'clock window on Sunday, they will be three, five, and one with Washington, 
the Giants, the Dolphins, tougher out than we once thought, but the Dolphins, yeah. the Cowboys, and the Texans, and the Steelers, a team you already beat, and the Ravens in Week 17 down the stretch in an expanded playoff field. So if they win this game on Sunday, they will make the playoffs because Joe Burrow might not lose the rest of the year. Right. They might drop one game. This might be a 9-6-1 and one team if they beat Pittsburgh on Sunday. That's how elevated I'll be, and that's why I'm down now because I don't want to get elevated. Because if not I think until gonna, the outcome of this game. If I think they're going to win, Matt, then I'm going to think that we're going to make the playoffs because I think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win, so I don't think this will happen. But boy, if they do, Joe Burrow should be top. Uh, I'll come out and make an MVP Joe Burrow argument if they beat Pittsburgh on Sunday. I will make it, and I'll make it a damn good one. Yeah, right? I think he'll, he, he should be getting top five votes if they pull this thing off on Sunday, for sure. Will they? I don't know. But... I think that if they win this game, they are a playoff team and Joe Burrow's an MVP candidate. What do you think? Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, the schedule is favorable coming up. If they can beat the Steelers, give them their first loss on the year, Joe Burrow comes out and basically says, I don't care that you're the Steelers. I don't care that you're undefeated. I don't care that the Bengals haven't been able to beat you. I don't care. I'm going to come out here and I'm going to play my game. And that should be this game. Like Titans, for sure. Winning that game, momentum. That that shows that this is not the same team as last year. This shows that you can trust in Joe Burrow. And that he can elevate the entire team no matter what is happening around, or around him. But if they win this game, that's like a double momentum. And that shows for this year... For Joe Burrow, for against the Steelers, for against all odds, for on the road, for even if it's a, especially if it's a one-score game, this this would be the biggest win they've had in years. Yeah, man. If they win this game on Sunday, I will. Exp- I I think they'll be a Super Bowl contender, legit. Twenty twenty one, legit. Like yeah. I think they'll be. I think they'll win the damn division. If they win this game on Sunday, I think they'll win the damn division next year. Because I don't think what the Ravens are doing is going to be repeatable for another year. They're going to have some attrition, especially because this is their Super Bowl or bust season. And that's usually not a good season after. And when's Ben's arm going to fall off? I don't know. So I I really do believe if they win this game on Sunday, I'd put $500 down on the Bengals to win the division in 2021. That's how I would feel. Because Joe hasn't had an offseason yet. And he yeah. is the king of the offseason. He ain't going to pull a Baker Mayfield, do a bunch of commercials, go get married, shove pie down his face, and then wonder why he's not a good quarterback anymore, okay? Joe Burrow, the day the season ends, he will plan a vacation. He'll watch some film. He'll take a week or two off from football, not think about it at all. And then he'll get to work. And he'll work harder than he ever has. Yeah. He knows he can play in this league. What he's seen now is that, oh, I can play in the league. If I just work at it, I think I could be the greatest of all time. That's, that's the type of stuff that drives this kid. So I, I'm, I'm thrilled for Sunday because of the potential it brings. Yeah, I'm trying absolutely. not to get too over the top. Of it. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to see a little bit of the hope that you tried to keep down there. You're just going, you know what? I have this ready to go, dependent on the outcome of this game coming up. Oh, it'll blow out of me like a cannonball coming out of my chest. I mean, it'll be crazy. You, I, I'll talk. I, I might talk some smack. Just be like, oh. you, y'all better get ready for this. 
Because this kid is coming, right? There I've never go. talked smack to Steelers fans. I have never. I did it once in like fifth grade, and it slapped me in the face that week. I said, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and now I'm you not. had you had your fifth grade bully who just is still just destroying you every year with now hateful emails. Yeah, man. <laughs> Going, I had a what, bunch of. Where are the Bengals at? Where are they at? You know, I, I think the the fun story about 2015. Um, is is I invited a bunch of Steelers fans that were my friends to my house for that playoff game. I like made it a big deal. I said, mm. "Come over, it'll be great." And they and I had a Bengals fan there. His name's Nate. Great dude. I think he's in business or something. You know, hopefully it's not a pyramid scheme. I don't think it is. I think he's in legit business. But Nate, Nate was a Bengals fan too. And when Vontez made that pick, I cried into Nate's shoulder. We, we weren't that close of friends. <laughs> we sat next to each other during science class. I ain't never hang out with a kid past this outside of school or sports. And I'm crying into his shoulder like a bumbling baby. And I'm 17 at the time. I'm 17. I'm crying, crying, joy. And yeah. then it was all taken away. So you and I know what it's like to win a playoff game. I experienced it. Crying into Nate's shoulder was winning a playoff game. Yeah. Now, what happened after, I get. But I won a damn playoff game. I felt it right here. <laughs> yeah, you got the emotions. Yeah. Speaking uh, of playoffs, Bearcats aren't going to be playing in that playoff after they moved them down this week, man. Yeah, I can't believe that. I mean, I oh, believe it. I, yeah, I absolutely believe it. But, I mean, I, I was talking weeks ago that this would be the year when we were doing the hope rankings. Like, Bearcats, they're obliterating. If they continue to obliterate every opponent, then they they should absolutely be in the top four, top six. And moving them down after that week does not make sense to me. That's no respect at all. Yeah, and it's going to happen, though. This will happen. They will be denied. Don't. Don't you cannot concoct a season that Cincinnati is going to produce that the committee will be like, okay, we'll put them in. And it's not because they should or shouldn't, or we're not making a good enough argument. It's because this committee was started by the Power Five. It is an ACC, SEC, Pac 12, Big 10, Big 12 playoff. That's what it is. Now they let everybody in it to share in the money and to share for fun and to get the 130 and, oh, it's great. Everybody's got a chance and we'll pick the New York Six Bulls. But it is an economics thing. This is a Power Five tournament. And in a year in which the Power Five lost more money in college football than they ever have. Yeah. I think that an American athletic conference team in the end of the tournament because what if Cincinnati wins it? Now you can't keep out the next undefeated AAC team. Now you can't keep out the next one loss AAC team. It's a road they will not go down. No matter what happens, they will not do it. They will put Cincinnati at five. They'll put yeah. the next undefeated AAC team at five. The next Mac undefeated at five. The next Sunbelt team at five. They will never do it. And yep. they'll never lose a rating point for it. And they might get some criticism from people in small schools, but they won't do it. If they did not do it with UCF's resume a few years ago, they aren't going to do it. It's not in their plans. It's not a real playoff. It's a Power 5 playoff. Yeah. It's a it's a business venture. It's not a real thing to pick the fit best teams. So I hate saying it to the UC fans, but I would just put that out of your mind. That That's not the goal with this UC team. 
Just go win every game. And if by some miracle the, the college football committee puts you in, then be happy about it. But just put it out of your mind now. Avoid the disappointment and the frustration because they're not going to put you in. They will not. And they'll come out in the press and say, well, if they do these things, it's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. It's a straight lie to your face because they said that at UCF. UCF did those things and some, and they still didn't put them in. And UCF would have won a playoff game that year too. So yeah, I believe that too. And I was going to bring that up if you didn't, that it, it's going to be the exact same thing if the Bearcats win out. We are going to have to hope for a lot of losses in that top six in order for us to sneak in. Or, I mean, I will not, I will not be quiet if they are giving us the five spot oh, and going, yeah. oh, sorry, you know, like I... If we are good enough to be in that top four, I'm going to be loudly, biasedly saying we should have been in the playoffs if we did not make it. Oh, yeah. I will be, too. And I'll rail against it, and I'll pull out all the stats, and I'll make the argument, and I'll make them look stupid. And I'm happy to do that. I love doing that. I've done it yeah. multiple times. But it doesn't matter. It, like, cool. I, like, they've looked stupid before. They don't care. It's money. It's money. If you give this to the American once, they will have it again. And every time a conference gets left out of the playoff, they lose millions of dollars. Millions. Yeah. Millions. So Michigan, so let's say the Big Ten gets left out. Michigan kind of wants to fire their coach with a big buyout. How much is that millions of dollars going to help? Right? The SEC, you know, they're, they got COVID everywhere. Like, they want that money. That's all it is. They want that money. And they, they, they don't care how they got to lie, cheat, and steal to make sure that money stays in their pockets. But that's what they'll do because they want the money. Yeah. And they're not going to give it – they won't give it up to the American, especially this year. Especially this year. Yeah, with that Every, shortened season, them playing less games and still eh, still in the top four, God, that's going to piss me off. Yeah. No, it just – well, what they'll, they'll use the short season against you. Yeah. Well, if they'd played a full 12 and some real non-cons, they wouldn't be this. The eye test says those teams are better, right? They'll just, they'll, they'll pull out, it's it's bullshit. It's just out of your ass. It's out yeah. of nowhere. It's just stuff that they make up to keep their profit margin, to keep their conferences in the tournament, right? The Big 12 whines when they're the fifth conference left out. You can't leave out two of them. Yeah. The, the, they barely survived the Big 12 complaining. If you left out the Big 12 and the Big 10, oh, the world will burn. The world will with, burn. With this many conferences and you're trying to tell them, oh, everyone has a shot, how much would, do you think that they would, that you would have to expand the playoff number of teams in order to accommodate this, or that, will they never do that? I think the dream playoff scenario to make college football its best product from 1 to 130 not its best product from 1 to 10, which you can make an argument is better for TV. Yeah. I get that. But the best product 1 to 130, Matt, is a 12-team playoff. All 10 conference champions get an auto bid. I don't give a rat's ass if they're 5 and 7. All 10 conference champions get an auto bid, and you give two at-larges. Why? Because you will dilute the recruiting poll. Because if a guy can go start at quarterback for Ohio University in the MAC and make the playoff, he might do that over sitting the bench for four years at Ohio State and getting a start as fifth or having to transfer. 
right? right? If you're if you're a wideout and you want to be competitive, right? If you're not going for NFL development reasons, if you're going for competitive reasons, you'll go to the smaller schools a little bit more often. So the recruiting pool will dilute. The fans from all these teams will become engaged. All the people in Southeast Ohio who do not watch Bobcat football because they know they will never be nationally relevant. Well, now if they win the MAC, they're going to be playing Alabama on the road. Yeah, they'll lose by 35, but that gap will shrink. Why? Yeah. Because you could go to recruits and go. So Ohio can go to Ohio State recruits and say, listen, you're going to sit the bench at Ohio State for three years. You'll come start for us day one. And we we played Alabama last year. And yeah, they beat us, but I think we're getting better. Over time, you'll dilute the recruiting pool. And it'll become a more even sport, one to one thirty. The mm. powers will still be the powers, but the small schools will have a chance. You'll start to have Cinderella stories, and you'll have an actually fair playoff system where yeah. you get – you're saying these conferences are a part of your NCAA, and then you don't let them in. It doesn't make sense to me. That's how I would do it, and if you're not going to do that, I would prefer the Power Five go do their own league and stop beating up on these MAC teams for money. Just go do your own thing then and then let there be a group of five national champion. How fun would a Cincinnati versus Ohio Bobcat national championship game be, right? It's going to light up the state. It'll be fun. It's better than neither of us ever been given an opportunity to ever play in a, in a playoff game. So I mean, yeah, I I think I would, I would rather go with your first scenario there with the 12 teams. I think that the Bearcats can go toe for toe with, with, the majority of these top 10 teams. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So giving them that opportunity, I I hope that they, by some miracle, we get enough losses in that top five and the Bearcats continue to roll. And if that happens, I will I will lose my mind. Whether yeah. we get blown out in that first game or not. That, that's just... No, but you can't get blown out because yeah. then that's the last time it'll happen. Yeah. The, 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 the key to this is is whatever team gets in first from the group of five, if it ever happens, they have to win or nearly win, or it'll never happen again. Because all they'll do is point That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> now I'm going to think about that. Back. Instead of being happy if the Bearcats get in, I'm going to be having your voice in the back of my head going, oh, God, Lucas said that like, we this cannot. This is the last time it'll ever happen. <laughs> We're going to ruin it lose for game, every other school ever. Yeah, but UCF, <laughs> I, I think UCF would have won a game or at least been competitive in one. I agree, um, yeah. But they didn't want to give – if they, that resume was so polished, they had more top 10 wins in some team. Like, it was just – it was the most polished college football playoff resume I've seen from a group of five team. Most – they would have made the BCS national championship. Or, or third in the BCS rankings. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I, it is what it is. College football, it's a tough year for them, and, and it looks weird, and it feels weird, and there's games canceled, and it's not on the right schedule. But UC is the bright spot. Absolutely. They are the bright spot, at least for me. Absolutely. They're me. looking great. Desmond Ritter <laughs> is playing fantastic. Past couple of games Defense after a shaky. Defense, unbelievably good. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, I mean, they're – it's just hard to really – they're so good, Matt, that it's kind of like we're waiting for them to get rejected by the playoff, and it kind of sucked the energy from the season. That would be – if, if that's the only loss of the year is losing to the <laughs> the committee. 
Yeah, it's headed that way. But see, this is what I'm talking about. It is sucked the energy from you and I out of this team. And that happens to 80 programs a year yeah. in college football. Like, they had the Bobcats play the Red Hawks on the 150th anniversary of college football. And I was at that game in Athens. And they brought the college football playoff trophy, which was the biggest slap in the face I've mm. ever seen. It's not our trophy. You'll never let us play for it no matter what we do. So why the hell is it in our stadium? It's mm. not a thing you play for in the group of five. Yeah. It's not. It, and that's wrong. It's the championship. It's the championship. You should You're be playing told for that. You have a shot, but... We know. Yeah, like you're not gonna get so there. If you're um the University of the Pacific in low low D one basketball, right? They're they're not they don't even have a football team. But if they win every single game, they're gonna be the national champions. Yeah. They will not be denied. It is not within the programming of the sport. It's the only sport that allows that in college football to where you can win every yeah. game and not be the champion. Every, every league in the world, every league in the whole world, if you win every game, you're the champion. And college football is about to have three teams in 10 years win every game and not be the champion. And that, to me, is a major flaw, and it ruins college football for me. Absolutely. I watch, yeah. I watch programs, college football as a whole. I watch players and programs. I love watching Trevor Lawrence. I love I love watching Justin Fields. I love watching great players. I love watching Joe Burrow. I love watching Ohio, my where I went to school. I love watching the Bearcats because I got a lot of people that went there that I know. We talk about them on this podcast, and I like their program. That's it. I'm not tuned into the bigger landscape of college football, and it's so exciting for me. Yeah. It's just illegitimate to me. And you know, maybe that's a. That's a harsh take for me, but it just, especially with this happening to UC now, it's the final straw for me. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, are we ending with hope? Or is that the hope that we're <laughs> ending for? Or are we going to circle back to the to the Bengals a little bit there? Yeah, let's let's end with hope. I mean, here here's the hope. Is the win or loss. The fact that Joe Burrow is the leader of our organization is incredible. Yeah. And Bengals fans should really try to commit themselves to committing themselves to somebody, right? You know, commit yourself to Joe Burrow. Let him lead the organization. Let him lead you as fans, right? You know, I I hope Joe Burrow picks up a spot on a local radio show next year like Tom Brady did for you. I don't think he will, but I wish so that he could put the message out that we as fans need to repeat, right? What you notice about Patriots fans when they were at their best, it's almost like the whole organization and fan base was in sync. Yeah. They were they were all in sync. They all believed in each other. It was it was it wasn't about everybody else. And Bengals fans, we have this thing of expecting things to collapse in on themselves. And I understand that. But just don't let it happen. Just be positive. Believe in the kid. He's the leader of the organization. That means if you wear the colors and you consider yourself a fan, you're owning Bengals. Your result is the result of the game determines your emotions. Then Joe Burrow's your leader too. And if he's calm, you're calm. And if he's excited, you're excited. Yep. And, and if he says it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. And that's how we're going to have to be for a few years. Comes contract time, we can have a talk. But for the next three years, follow him like he's Patton, Bonaparte. Follow him like he's Tom Brady. Let him lead. Let him lead. And he shall bring us 
to the promised land. Let him lead and he shall bring us to the promised land. There's your hope <laughs> to end the episode. <laughs> well done. All right, that'll Amen. do it. Do it for us here on the 3 a.m. County. We'll be back next week. We'll do some, uh, you said you were going to do some more audio episodes. Um, just quick, probably immediately following the uh, the Bengals-Steelers game. So watch out for that. Well, yeah, Monday probably with Russ Hellman Monday. from SI All Bengals will really join the show again. Yeah, those are so. great. Those are great. All right, perfect.